Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. We have a very special episode today. Yes, that's so exciting. Yes. Earlier this week, we chatted with Mari from Mari in the Sky, the creator of the Gentle Tarot, about her awesome deck. Uh, and we had so much fun. It was we such did. a fun chat. I know. I it like was so cool. I wish sometimes that we could have like a big old Zoom meeting with like the creators and all of our listeners at the same time because like these <laughs> creators are just so amazing and I feel like everyone just needs to like meet them raw and unedited like you know what I mean like you just need to like yeah. let your hair down like everyone relax and chill with tea a beverage of your choice and just have a good time so I just love exactly. Love and Mari was super fun to talk to. We did have some technical difficulties and lost like the last almost third of yes. the episode, but yeah, we still think it was super great. We got a lot of fun chat in about the awesome deck that was a very successful Kickstarter earlier this year. Yes, and yes, it's yes. just, I guess, technically last year. What year is this? What this, month are we in? I feel <laughs> like we're happening? still in 2020, like 2.0. So I think it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I guess it was technically last year. Yeah. Um, but we've talked about the deck creation process and all of our cool stuff. And this is the artist bio from the guidebook. Inspired by our natural environment, Indigenous artist Marisa explores issues of mental health and self-love with hopes of advocating care for our planet and ourselves so that collectively we may experience our full potential. With a passion for protecting our wildlife and our natural environment, she strives to create soulful art that inspires curiosity and love for nature. If she could give one sentence of advice, it would be, live a life you love. She hopes that all of the creatures of our planet, plant and animal, are given the fair opportunity to live a life they love. Her efforts are with the hope that we do all that we can to respect the land and water that give us life and reach for ecological harmony the best we can. Her Etsy shop, which you can find in our show notes or just by searching Mari in the sky, M-A-R-I in the sky on Etsy, uh, has such cool stuff like clothing with her art, bags with her art, prints with her art, mugs. It's she keeps adding all this amazing stuff. There's like some pre-orders for some really beautiful earrings. Like mm -hmm. it's a super, super cool shop. So definitely check it out. Um, and yeah, we hope you enjoy listening to us talk to Mari. Yes, 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 yes. So excited. So before you hopped on this call, Esther was telling me that she, your deck was the only deck she took with her when she went to the beach last weekend. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, oh. It just fit so awesome. well together with the atmosphere and my soul, what it needed. So <laughs> Esther is an ocean person, which is good because she lives in South Korea. So she has pretty easy access to... Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. If, if, I, if I have to, I have to drive a little bit, but I have pretty easy access. It's pretty close. So awesome. not like living on an actual island. But yes, this is true. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I also wanted to start off by telling you a funny anecdote because you may remember that when we 
decided that we were going to have this conversation, I was like, oh, yeah, I backed you on Kickstarter. No worries. And then I later said, wait, just kidding. Apparently, I didn't back you on Kickstarter. So I pre-ordered a deck through Etsy. And then, like, literally a week later, our friend Rachel messaged Esther and me to be like, this is so weird. I don't remember ordering two of the Gentle Tarot through the Kickstarter, but I guess I did. And I had this realization <laughs> that we had backed your deck together. Oh my god! Under her name, <laughs> with her <laughs> planning on sending it to me once wow. she'd gotten it, and then both of us had completely forgotten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So it worked out great because I got to buy a copy and then we had another friend who'd missed the Kickstarter and we just sold it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. And everyone gets the gentle tarot. It works yeah. so well. And it you get a gentle so tarot. Great. And you get a gentle tarot. Everyone gets a gentle tarot. <laughs> Which really is, it sh- really should be how it is. It's the standard sure. now. When you come into the tarot community, you get your welcome pack. The welcome pack <laughs> includes like a helpful book on how to read tarot and a copy of the gentle tarot that's uh, yeah. the new that's initiation sweet. to the tarot <laughs> it really does feel like such a good and approachable deck for brand new tarot readers even though you've made all these really thoughtful changes to names and i think that that's like kind of what makes it a soup in addition to the art just being like completely stunning but oh, one of the thanks. cool things about it is that people who are not tarot people can really like feel it I think Mm -hmm. because of the very, very talented way that you're like evoking a lot of emotions through choices about when to use people and when to not use people also. Uh So you can kind of have people move beyond that court card panic that sometimes happens when you're a brand new tarot reader. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah, that's good feedback because um, I've always had issues with the court cards too. So it's, it's good to hear that. Yeah, so when you first were starting with the decoration process, did you know immediately that that was something that you were going to want to change? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think just in general, like, the king and queen just, it's just felt so, uh, just, you know, just reminds me of, like, colonialism and just, like, not good feelings. Um, And I just (laughs) wanted to get away from that completely and bring it back home. Yeah. So there's sort of two changes that are really notable about the court cards. And one of them is that there aren't any humans on any of the court cards. There are beautiful, vibrant, like incredible humans on so (laughs) many cards. But the court cards are purely animals, which I think is really unique. And then also the naming convention switched from, obviously, as we know, page, knight, queen, and king Mm -hmm. um, to... I know that one of them is root. What the root, heck, Holly? <laughs> seed, root, flower, and harvest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much because it really, I think, is helpful when people are especially new or like me and just can't remember anything ever. And especially with court <laughs> cards get a little bit panicky sometimes. <laughs> just like thinking about the framework of growth and like and achievement built into it without that sort of colonialism and patriarchal framework is really, really, really nice. How did you decide on the names for the court cards? Was it something that was already kind of mulling in your mind as you were creating the cards or did they come to you in any special way? Actually, um, so I knew that I wanted it to be like kind of like evolutionary growth, like internal growth. Um, And I wanted Mm -hmm. it to be very like earthy because... um, I don't know. I mean, the the entire experience, I wanted it to be connecting us to the earth. And 
I was actually, mm-hmm. actually, it was my mom who came up with most of the names. Um, but she was just like, why don't oh. you do, yeah, like seed, flower, and like, so it's, it actually started with her, and then eventually I chose like harvest for the last one, and um, root. Um, so yeah, it was like a pretty awesome little co-creation moment, and uh, I have to give her yeah. credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is she somebody that you tarot with regularly? Like, is she a pretty big part of your sort of spiritual experience? No, actually, um, we differ quite a bit, but, um, it's actually been, (laughs) (laughs) it's been nice that, uh, she's been really supportive with like the whole creative process and she's an artist, she's a painter. So she's really into my work and seeing it evolve too so that's especially cool then because it kind of allows like the fact that the archetypes are something that she could help put into a framework that makes so much sense to people who know tarot is really kind of a neat fact about it it really so esther and i spent last fall writing a book about tarot artists specifically like it's Uh about tarot art but we really like talking or talking about, and I guess talking too, now that we're doing more interviews, talking about sort of the, not just the creative process, but also like the feelings that you were feeling while you were creating it. And I know that sometimes people spend years and years working on decks. And some people like our friend Claire from Black in the Moon will have something strike her and she'll do a whole entire deck in like three weeks. Wow. (laughs) So I want to hear a little bit about sort of what your, like, moment where you realized that this had to be a tarot deck and what that kind of looked like from there yeah so I mean I've I kind of had it like incubating in me for years probably since like 2012 11 um but it wasn't until the past this past summer um I was out doing some remote salmon work and my partner is just two people dropped off in a very remote location and um we were pulling tarot every day um and it's I love this job because it's it's field work and it's every day but you also have like enough downtime and you're completely surrounded by nature there's no distractions yeah no electricity just like you know we eat with candlelight and um oh my gosh yeah so it was and it was in like one of my most favorite um rivers i've done this work for over six years now and i've lived um different locations but anyway so it's a really special place and i had a it was just like a really um i didn't actually know that i was gonna like tackle the entire deck um but i finally like i actually spent an entire month um just like reconnecting with tarot and doing a lot of reading and different interpretations of all the cards and like just getting a feel for that kind of wavelength on a deeper level and then um and it was actually really scary it took me like it's only a two-month gig and it took me one month to actually start drawing (laughs) um and i just it was just one night i had this vision of the moon card like i just saw exactly kind of like what i ended up illustrating for the moon and um yeah. i was really nervous about it but as soon as i it just kind of flowed out so easily i was it surprised me and it energized me and i felt like okay like this wants to come out so i yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I just I started. I think that there's a real sense of that. And I feel like a lot of the cards, there's kind of a sense of, like, all of this, like, I guess balancing between sort of ethereal, like, visions almost and earthy, like, very relatable nature moments. There's, like, several Mm -hmm. cards where it feels like I could be there, even though it's nowhere that I've ever been before and it still Mm -hmm. is, like, maybe dreamy in some sense. Like, I'm particularly thinking about the Temperance card, which... For mm-hmm. our listeners know that card was like my theme of the year two years ago. And I was getting it all the time, especially when there was like spirit work that needed to happen. Yeah. Um, and the temperance card is like a tightrope, tightrope walker. So it feels like very sort of in the air, but also connected to the earth because there's so much <laughs> like, I guess, themes and motifs within it that feel so earthy. And I think that that's kind of maybe pointing to the fact that there was almost like a sort of vision that started the process. There's like a lot of vision feelings throughout it. It's so cool. Thanks. Um, And then I guess stemming from that, one thing I wanted to add about like where I was when this started, um, like the reason this is my favorite job ever is because it, it like, after a certain point, like, you literally feel like you're on the planet before everything because it's, oh, like, a, it's yeah. like a camping trip. It's like a two-month camping trip. Other gigs were, like, four months, but this one was just two months, and it's, like, you just can I feel like it's such a unique opportunity to reconnect with the earth and everything around, and it just, it, you, it feels like you're in prehistoric times or something. I don't know how to explain it, but I kind of feel like it really inspired a lot of the art. um, Well, and were you in, uh, so you were in Alaska for this, obviously, Mm -hmm. since that's such a huge theme. I think that also probably the summer in Alaska must feel sort of otherworldly anyway, but especially if you're kind of by yourself or (laughs) with just one other person that you're so like intimately connected with because of the sunlight and just like the light all the time yeah and all the flowers yeah yeah the loot we we're just looking at your etsy shop before we started recording too and i was like <laughs> lupin bags <laughs> lupins are like a big family flower for my family we love seeing the lupins it's such oh, nice. a like pivotal moment yeah. <laughs> every year we're like yeah. what long drive can we take so we can try to get as much lupin time in as possible oh, yeah. that's sweet. i think that sense that you were bringing that closest that you felt with nature at that specific, especially that specific point in time, you were able to translate that into a deck was like, you can feel that in this deck. And that's very special thing because I mean, we are kind of like quasi deck collectors. So we're constantly feeling decks. Quasi deck collectors. (laughs) Well, I mean, comparatively to some people, we don't have like bookshelves. We just have like, just a bookshelf. Yeah. A bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, I think it's an incredible thing. Like for me, this deck is a game changer as far as like nature decks go. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many, nature decks I have because I really love nature. I have many animals. I feel connected with that, but Mm -hmm. some decks just kind of either miss the mark totally, or they're almost there, or there's just something always impeding my connection with that deck and, and that connection with nature not becoming like a fluid thing. But this deck like immediately like 
there was this sense in my hands that this is something special. So thank you for following (laughs) your, like, inner guidance or whatever you want to call it, your muse, and creating this because it's such a well-thought-out deck. And you, it really is infused with this power of nature and this sense of inclusivity that a lot of other decks don't have. Yeah. And there's also a really solid balance between humans and nature that make, that kind of remind us that humans ideally should be a part of nature in ways that like kind of modern capitalism and, you know, colonialism don't allow for. And so Mm -hmm. striking that balance between people and like, humans living their life and experiencing things in the world with the animals, I think is kind of what Esther is almost pointing to. when she says Mm -hmm. that sometimes nature based decks don't hit the mark because it's easy for people who are complicit in bad things to have it be harder to see humans be integrated into the environment, the way that you have pulled it off. Like it's easier to just (laughs) say like, Oh, well this is only an animal deck. We don't have to address humans at all. Mm -hmm. But the way that you've kind of portrayed it allows humans to feel like part of the ecosystem and like a really beautiful and holistic (laughs) way rather than in kind of like a damaging way. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Um, Oh. Yeah, no, because I just recently, recently I, I saw, I heard a review where they were pretty confused about it. So I'm really glad that that no. message oh, is oh, getting no. across. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's actually what struck me the the most when I first saw the Kickstarter was like, wow, this is really inclusive of body shapes of all sizes. And also it includes a lot of brown bodies, which are so underrepresented in tarot cards Mm -hmm. and also animals and nature and sort of spirit things Mm -hmm. that I think people tend to want to make their decks so broad that it can be understood by everyone, no matter what. But I almost think that the hyper specificity of like, specifically I guess the Aleutian Islands like you reference it throughout the book consistently when something is specifically geographically Mm -hmm. based and I think that that allows it to be so much so much more universal is that you're not trying to have it be everyone like everything to everyone yeah it's really specifically for you and that's what makes it such a sort of striking experience to go through it is that it feels really real and like I guess (laughs) Like, I guess you, I mean, obviously I don't know you, but it seems like (laughs) there's such a strong voice throughout of it that I'm assuming that that is what's happening here. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we just are super huge fans. So that is probably (laughs) something that you'll just have to deal with us being so effusively (laughs) complimentary. So tell me about the de- the card design process. Um, what like what sort of tools did you use? What how did you decide on like the inspiration for specific cards and things like that? Yeah. Um. Well, basically the process. Um, I uh, I would sit with uh, one card at a time, and. Um, I'd spend some time um, studying the card a little bit before I started illustrating, but um, sometimes with some cards I would get a like a image like very quickly, 
or I'd get like mm-hmm. certain colors would show up in my mind very quickly. Others were harder. There were some definitely on the yeah. that took a little bit more time, but for the most part, um, when I would just like sit and I'd usually do this in the evening to kind of like sleep on it or like before bed um, mm-hmm. <laughs> with my headlamp in my sleeping bag, like reading. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I'd get a vision for it. And I also would um, pencil sketch some. And then um, in the morning, just kind of go for it. And what was kind of like the hardest card for you to design? The hardest card? Um, Yeah. I think, let me see. I feel like the the one one that comes to mind is the Ten of Stones. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. There was just so much that I wanted to kind of portray in the image. And, um, and, uh, and I, I feel like... I love the Ten of Stones. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good to hear. I think and, you partially know... <laughs> because the idea... Uh-huh. Sorry, go ahead. I'm no, 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 so interrupted ahead, go today. Ahead. Do I just it, really... do it. <laughs> well, I think, so I, I actually pulled that out as one of my absolute favorite cards because I really think that a lot of the times the focus of the Ten of Swords, or no, sorry, Ten of Stones, a.k.a. Ten mm-hmm. of Pentacles, um, is mat- so much about, like, material success, and I think that people tend to read it that way. And mm-hmm. this card is largely green but also the human figure instead of being like fleshy like flesh toned like a actual yeah. human figure feels yeah. like part of the environment mm-hmm. yeah. and I think that that is such a awesome awesome interpretation of the card because it allows that fullness and that success to be so much more focused on communion and understanding with the world around us rather than like yeah. accomplishing monetary achievements yeah, material yeah Cool. And she still has the house behind her. <laughs> she still has like there's still stuff that shows some level of material comfort. Like she has yeah. shelter behind her. She's clothed and everything. But I just think that it's like I put I'll pull I pulled that out because I am a Taurus with a Capricorn moon and rising. So I always really connect with pentacle suits anyway. <laughs> but I throughout that entire suit really like how focused it feels on um connects connection and disconnection from the world around us like tangibly yeah. rather than just work and money related yeah awesome <laughs> well and my, i have an antidote about the strength card which i already told maritza about but um so for those who have seen on instagram like i have a whale tattoo that i got in october both my husband and I got it. And for me, it's kind of like a calming talisman. Like it's my sense of home. And like, if I'm having like a moment of anxiety, I can look at it and it kind of like be that representation of peace and calm after like such a chaotic year for me. And um, in when I got the package that included the gentle tarot, of course, there's like a postcard inside that you sent with um, the orders and it was the whale. And I was like, Oh, look at the whale. It's so pretty. Like that. And of course, like I'm an idiot and I didn't think that it was a card. I, I didn't even like, it, cause I hadn't gone through like the whole deck yet. And then I yeah. was like, Oh wait, I wonder if this is a card. And then so I was like, Oh my gosh. And then it's the strength card. And the strength card is my birth card. Essentially it's representative of Leo and all that other good stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have so many tills. Cause not only was it on like 
the postcard that was sent me, but it was also like on my birth card in the tarot. And I'm just like, God, I love this deck even more now. So a very big fangirl moment that was very chilling. Yeah, and the crazy thing is we had five different postcards to choose from, so it was very random. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I was, because yeah. I was like, you know, was this like the one that everyone got? So that's really no. nice to know that it was very, very specifically like a universal synchronicity Meant moment. for so. you, Aster. I know. I was like, God, <laughs> this deck loves me so much. Thank you. But I guess I totally interrupted with my joy of the Ten of Stones. I'm curious to hear more about how the art process for it worked and why it felt like it was something that you needed to spend some time on. Um, For this, for that card or... What was, I'm sorry, what was the question? Well, for the Ten of Swords specifically, or Ten of Stones specifically, because I got too excited and just started talking over you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, what kind of made it difficult, I guess? I guess um, it's like when you, I mean, you kind of explained what it's showing. So I feel like it, you know, it, it ended, I feel like it ended up working for what I wanted to commun- like it to communicate, but I guess, you know, it's like I, when I was like studying each card meaning individually and um, I guess seeing it through the lens that I'm seeing it and wanting that spiritual earth connection, that vital kind of spirit, um, you know, and I, I guess I struggled because, you know, it's, it's like a personal dream of mine to have chickens one day. And I just like, this was like the only card that felt very personal, you know? And, yeah. But yeah. then at that point I gave up. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to put my cat in there. It's okay. But like, it's yeah. just, <laughs> it was, I guess it was the only one that felt kind of, um, yeah, a little bit more on the personal note, but it's just like, um, and, and also like those big leaves are not at all really what you see in Alaska. So I felt like maybe it's confusing no, or true. I don't know, just like small things like that. No. that but I really wanted yeah. the, the greenery in there to take up some space and like yeah. kind of com- complete that circle around her or him, whatever totally. they, yeah. It almost seems like a self-manifestation card where you're kind of putting into the universe this future for yourself and sharing yeah. that dream with us like is really, really special. And I think that translates into the card of being one with the earth and also having things that you love surrounding you is so, so like meaningful. And it definitely comes through on the artwork and the card. The, the chickens are so cute too. I, love the so much. <laughs> hey. I feel like that's a kind of every millennials dream is like, I just should raise chickens. <laughs> and there's yeah. eggs and I just love chickens and laying eggs. It's so cute. They're, they're the, sort of the symmetry and everything. They're so the best. So which card actually was the first one that came to you? The moon. Yeah. Oh, death, death, death. You said that. You said that, death. Yeah. (laughs) That is is one of my favorite cards. Just that usually when we see like a face on the moon, it's not as calm and peaceful as this one. Uh And I like this one is just, I keep saying like, it's so special, but like it really is. Like I can't convey anything but like the word special because that's where my brain is fixated. But it's just it like, but just the softness of the moon, it's not scary. It's not like a caricature. It's not like over, you know, animated or anything. It's just a very mm-hmm. calm and peaceful moon to me. And so, yeah. and with, especially with the figure in the water, just kind of gazing at the moon. I mean, that's me. 
at the ocean at night. I like, yeah. honestly. So it was it's just <laughs> like th- you have a way of being able to interpret um, like more intuitive tarot artwork into something like that. Like I said, a beginner can pick up this deck immediately and they can mm-hmm. like instinctually read the cards because the artwork is so clear and concise and calm and natural natural naturalistic that's the one i want there we go well but i also think that that kind of brings me to something else that i think is really cool which is that there's not a even though it's obviously called the gentle tarot and it feels super gentle there's not an aversion to like themes of darkness and you say in the guidebook about how for you, darkness isn't something to be scared of. It's something that you can feel really peaceful with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Ten of Thunder, and Thunder is the um, is the sword suit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ten of Thunder is a really good example of that because that card can be so divisive and terrifying. People really don't like seeing a Ten of Swords. <laughs> but the yeah. Ten of Thunder is so focused on that feeling of kind of like, overwhelmed but also like there's still some hopefulness because there's a tiny little peak of rainbow underneath her foot um but also it just feels kind of like the darkness is the focus rather than it being on a focus on pain like normally we just reviewed a deck for the podcast last week the murder of crows tarot and the ten of swords has a lot of anguish in it Mm -hmm. like physical torture and anguish it was really upsetting and this is kind of the opposite of that because it's sort of reminding us that like the darkness and those feelings of being overwhelmed and those feelings of fear or anxiety or whatever are things that like we just can deal with without it being painful like the dark doesn't have to be pain it can also be those like moments where you find peace or try to aim for finding peace yeah. to get to sort of the next phase, which is really mm-hmm. good with a 10. Yeah. But you're probably super used to some pretty intense darkness. If you go on these really, really long work <laughs> camping trips, like oh my gosh. you're not getting the same light exposure. The light pollution that I get living in suburban Southern California is pretty <laughs> brutal. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like darkness feels so different. It, like once you're more used to it. Yeah, I mean, in the summertime, we don't get much darkness, but but <laughs> in the wintertime, yeah. 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 You're starting to get lighter. I just, every single day, I'm like, we're getting so much closer to yeah. Equinox. Yeah. Well, in kind of speaking of darkness, you have a card called the Unseen that you've kind of added to the Major Arcana, mm-hmm. which again is is very special so um the 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 word for the episode is special and so (laughs) can you tell us about like why you felt um the urge to add this card kind of what aspect it adds to the deck that's different than any of the other major cards and kind of go into that yeah so um i mean the bonus card idea kind of came from the kickstarter i hadn't i didn't even think of it think of having an extra card um but then as soon as i did think about it um i kind of felt it was actually kind of instant um i just feel like i especially because i ended with illustrating the minor arcana and i just felt like Mm. a lot of it was very like body physical um like three-dimensional 
and I felt like such a big part of my personal practice is, uh, like, spirit, like on on the spiritual level, like the the, the energies um, that you can't see, that I wouldn't be able yeah. to illustrate. Like, it's not a flower, it's not a person, it's not um, water or fire. It's it's on like the other in the other dimensions, and I felt like mm-hmm. um, a lot of like a lot of emotional stuff that we process or you know like tarot as a tool for that i feel like it only made sense to have a card that represented um that other realm um because Mm -hmm. it's i just feel like it's so important and i'm actually really excited to finish the the full-size guidebook because i definitely want to put a lot more material into the descriptions of the cards but um Mm -hmm. especially with this one but you know, a lot of times we deal with, um, you know, people that have passed on to the spirit world. Like, there's just so many different layers to it that I feel like I didn't really find in the other cards. Um, and yeah, it felt it felt really good. It felt like, oh, now it's complete. Like, I don't know. It's just something about it made me excited that I was able to add a card. Because, I mean, tarot is so old. Like, I didn't really imagine like adding <laughs> something you know it's intimidating yeah. but yeah as soon as yeah. someone suggested it i'm like what yeah <laughs> <laughs> we can do that i'm definitely going to <laughs> and i'm so glad you did because there is that sort of representation that is you know needed to me i like bonus cards it it mm-hmm. lets me add a perspective into my practice that isn't already kind of included sometimes or you have to kind of mm-hmm. work out a little bit more to make certain archetypes fit so i was just so excited to see the unseen i was like ooh, the unseen <laughs> well and i do think that that i mean i'm sure that there are people who are tarot people who would just like fully write me a very angry email for saying this but i do feel like there's a lot of room for adding additional spiritual realm stuff to tarot cards. I think that if, unless you're sort of like a golden Dawn person, which mm-hmm. like none of, none of us are, uh, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> um, then uh, like if we're not reading Kabbalistic meanings into the major arcana, then there is so much space for that unknown and that spirit world that we're like a little bit, less able to and I think you're exactly right it really comes down to the fact that these are illustrated paintings on pieces of paper and you can't represent the unknown mm-hmm. in 78 cards because you have all these other things that need to be represented and there's all sorts of different ways that people choose to have sort of more of like a spirit realm depicted but just adding the additional card is so smart because then you don't have to say like well maybe that's the component of the high priestess that we're supposed to be focused on yeah it's just explicit (laughs) like this is just the unknown all right so next week we're going to talk about tarot no questions asked by Teresa reed it is a book we haven't done a book for a while i'm really excited about it um and it's been out for a little bit so if you want to if you already have it and you want to read it before we talk about it next week, that's fine. Or you can wait yep. till you hear our review to see if you think it would be valuable for you. But we're excited. Yeah, I'm, I've am i already started it and it's really good so far. So I'm yeah. super excited. Super great. Uh, it might take the 
reigns of being one of our favorite intro to tarot books, I think. Yep. After I think the so. After couple of pages. Cool. But that's so, spoiler, so. Yeah. No. We'd still listen to next week's episode. <laughs> yep. It may change. Like, like this deck, we thought it was really good. And then at the very end, it like takes the rug out from under us. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So ne- uh, that's our show. What am I talking about? Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a handy form to submit questions with. And also tell your friends about us and review us. We have some new reviews that were just so precious and so sweet. So thank you for those people that like last week sent in reviews because they mean a lot to us and they help us sincerely in the algorithm. I mean, I've never thought so much about the algorithm in our whole entire lives because we've always just been doing this like as a hobby. But now that we have a book coming out, we're like, oh, algorithms. Those Maybe this is something some we need reason. to carry about. Yeah, sure. Okay. You can so, also yes. follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. You can also join our Discord, um, like a troll tried to yesterday, and <laughs> I was like having to ban like four or five different times. Anyway, so you may have to go through some extra steps to be approved into our group now, but that's only temporary until the troll decides to move on. To leave so, us alone. It's like, it's like, what do you think you're going to try to do, Brandon? Just move on. Brandon. We don't. <laughs> no one cares, Jaden47624. Like, just move on. <laughs> so anyway, so you can join our Discord. And also we have a red bubble shop with certification mugs, sort of certification diplomas, and lots <laughs> so of other good stuff. So much good stuff. So much yep. good stuff. And remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. We love you we so much. We love you. We love you. So much. So much. <laughs> <laughs>